The opening line of our second reading today from that letter of St. Peter, I think are words that transcend time, that really can echo throughout history to this very day. St. Peter says, Beloved, we did not follow cleverly devised myths when we made known to you the power and the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but we have been eyewitnesses of his majesty. What St. Peter is addressing to those who are reading to us, who listen, he's saying that we don't follow a myth that this God, that Jesus, is not a myth, that the things that he did in this life are true. And he says, why are they true? Because I was an eyewitness of them. It might seem a little mythical, this story of Jesus and all that he did, that he was born of a virgin in Bethlehem, that he lived our life and that he ministered, that he healed so many, that he taught new teachings, and ultimately that he died and defeated death by rising from the dead and then ascending into heaven. And even today, as we celebrate this Feast of the Transfiguration, it's almost as if it's a myth, something that's magnificent. Can it be believed? But Peter says, I experienced it, and this is what I saw, and you can believe it. And so much so that he bet his entire life on it. He says that this isn't a myth because Peter would ultimately give his life and no person would die a martyr's death for something that wasn't true. And so we know that what we hear today, what we hear all the time in the Gospels is truth because these apostles saw it, they wrote it down, and we've received it today. A lot of things I think in Christianity sometimes might seem mythical and even as Catholics we have some beliefs that are kind of far out there that some people don't find easy to believe. And one of them of course is what we celebrate as we come together today, as we gather for the celebration of the Eucharist, that it's a pretty crazy teaching that as we come forward to receive Holy Communion that we believe that that's the body, blood, soul and divinity of Jesus that the bread and the wine, even though it might look like it, it might taste like it, has been transformed and changed by its very essence into the body and blood of the Lord. That on the night of the Last Supper, when Jesus said those words, and as we, as I say those words again today, that that changes reality. In Lanciano, Italy, in the 8th century, there was this priest, and every day he would go and he would say Mass, and he would come to the altar and as we will today, consecrate the bread and the wine to become the body and blood of the Lord. And as he did that, that one day in the 8th century, taking the bread and taking the wine, it changed. Now, as we always believe, into the body and blood of the Lord. But as he genuflected, as he went down and came back up and looked at the altar, it was realized that the bread had become true flesh and that the wine and the chalice had become true blood. And to this very day in Lanciano, Italy, people go there on pilgrimage to see this Eucharistic miracle. This priest who may have doubted had it confirmed that what we truly believe is real, that it is the body and blood of the Lord. It's as if Jesus is saying that this isn't a myth, and let me prove it to you by this very miracle so that we all might believe. What happens today then as we receive the Eucharist is that our God wants to be in a personal relationship with us, and that was really revealed on the Mount of the Transfiguration, that as the crowd came and as the voice of the Father was heard, this is my beloved Son, listen to him. 
What God was saying is, I want to be in a relationship with you. And that's what Jesus did as he took these three of the twelve up this mountain. He said, I want to have a special friendship with you. I want to show you and to share with you and reveal to you this majesty, this light that emanates forth, this transfiguration. He wanted to be in a relationship with them. And that's very true for us, that what happens today in the gospel, the Lord wants to happen in our own lives. Then the darkness of our lives, the transfigured Christ can be there and the light will emanate and shine forth in our darkness. That as Peter, James, and John experience and hear the voice of God, that they prostrate themselves, that they're afraid. But yet Jesus reaches down and lifts them up and says, do not be afraid. That in the moments of our life, like them, we might turn to the Lord and ask him to help us not to be afraid. Sometimes that happens in our own personal prayer life, that we turn to God in prayer and whatever it is that we're experiencing. And maybe for some of you, you've experienced those miracles in your life that really prove to you that this isn't a myth, that God is real and he has manifested and shown it to you. This past Friday, I was at a convention and I gave a talk on Mary and afterwards, people always feel compelled to come and speak with me. And they shared many of the miraculous things that they've experienced throughout their life, the many graces that God has given them. I think each one of us has those stories, those same stories that Peter experienced in our gospel that he writes about in our second reading, those times in which we have become eyewitnesses. Maybe today let us ask the Lord to open our eyes that as we go about our everyday lives that we might see the majesty of God revealed to us so that we might be those eyewitnesses and like Peter that we might share it with others just as he has done so with us today.